Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022, and White House insiders are backstabbing Joe Biden as black staffers are fleeing the administration. They call it Blacksit. Amazing. Clerks are alarmed in the Supreme Court as officials request cell phone records to find the SCOTUS leaker and a jury acquits dirty lawyer Michael Sussman, but prosecutors prove that the corporate media and Hillary Clinton are guilty as hell. We'll see what happens. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. So poorly for the White House that even NBC News can no longer ignore it. Vote for Biden. He's an adult. Not anymore. Here's the line for NBC, quote, Biden is rattled by his sinking approval ratings. There are signs of managerial breakdowns at the White House. NBC also reports that Biden is furious that his aides keep walking back his demented comments. Quote, Biden was furious. His remarks were being seen as unreliable. <laughs> I wonder why. As he repeatedly declares war on various countries. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is... Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. And we are so proud to be broadcasting to you every single morning the truth and some stories that you may have missed and certainly some stories that will uplift you. We try to be uplifting on this show. We are not doomers. What is a doomer? A doomer is somebody who says, oh, everything's lost. Oh, we are not going to win. Oh, this country can't be saved. And we say to all of you, stop, please. Gently take a step back and look at the history of this nation. The history of this nation is a history of people who have always stood up for the populist and the nationalist and the truth and the foundations of this nation Woven into our very nature, ladies and gentlemen, are fighters and patriots and people who, even though they were sorely outnumbered, whether it be the Civil War or whether it be the Revolutionary War, or whether it be World War I or World War II, even though they were having to fight across an ocean. We had Memorial Day this last weekend. We honored those who gave and sacrificed for this nation. They always stood up and did it. Didn't matter if it looked like a completely lost cause. The patriots of this nation said, nah, man, I think we're gonna, um, not going to let these tyrants rule over us. I think we're gonna do things a little differently because tyranny can't stand here. And that's what you're seeing now inside of the Biden White House. It's hilarious because what you're watching is the full-on implosion, Titanic-level destruction of Joe Biden's White House and how you get there is when your own staff starts leaking on you. Now, why is this happening? Why are his own staff talking to the press? We're about to outline two bombshell stories this morning about Biden's own staff members going, hey, this ship is headed to the bottom of the ocean and we are getting off. Now, why would they be doing this? They're doing this for two reasons. One, to save their own skin because they want to have a career beyond Joe Biden. Everybody knows that this man is malignant, that this administration is a cancer. And you don't want to be connected with this administration. Everyone in Washington, D.C. are speculators. They're like people who pick stocks. And the stocks 
that you want to be on are the ones that are going up, not the ones that are collapsing and going down. Everyone in Washington, known fact, Democrat or Republican, will try to pick the stocks that are rising and not the ones that are collapsing. And Joe Biden is the Enron of Washington, D.C. It is the barest of stocks in the bull bear market. It is the one you don't want to be connected to because you're going to lose everything. You'll lose your house on it. And so the people who have bet big on Biden are saying, uh, we out. The other reason why they're doing this is I think far more about the nature of politics itself. The nature of politics says we want to be on the side of the people and we want to be on the side of where the country is. Whether it's Democrat or Republican, nobody wants to be on the freakish fringe. And right now, Joe Biden, with a small, hardened group of bleary-eyed, glassy-eyed, bloodshot-eyed communists that are surrounding him have swung his administration so leftward that the people who wish to continue to have a career not be seen as toxic forever are saying, whoa, we are out of step with the rest of the nation. And even we want to like keep having a career not be seen as toxic forever because we are part of a left-wing, fanatical, fascistic communist mob that is in control of the White House right now. They thought that they had a mandate after 2020. Anyone, I mean, Ray Charles could have seen that they didn't. You have a net four seats in the House, zero seats in the Senate, and Joe Biden, who let's just call it what it is, was a pathetic candidate for office. Yet here they are governing as though America is Switzerland or as though America is some type of Scandinavian country with like deeply left-wing roots and deep, fanatical, abiding communism in our hearts. Not understanding that we are actually the opposite. The opposite in this nation is we don't want to be told what the hell to do. You go ahead and wear your mask. You go ahead and get whatever medicine you wish to take. You go ahead and raise your kids, actually, whatever way you wish to raise them. Don't hurt them. It's not up to us, baby, but just don't tell us what to do. That's a, the abiding thought and zen of being an American. You just say, leave me the hell alone. Do you remember this remarkable moment from the confirmation hearing of Ketanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court? Senator Marsha Blackburn asked her a question that left the judge's jaw on the floor. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Why is it so difficult for hardened leftists to answer that question? What is a woman? Can a man get pregnant? Do ladies have beards? Well, I know someone with a beard who's not a lady. He's a man, and that man's name is Matt Walsh. He works for The Daily Wire, and he has a brand new documentary out entitled What is a Woman? where he travels the world and asks the so-called experts in the field of biology, who are biologists, and gender ideology, the simple question, define a woman. Their strange and twisted answers reveal something incredibly dark, which is that radical gender ideology is a blatant attempt by the far left to sink the true meaning of woman into oblivion. As a Christian, as a father of two daughters, I gotta say, this was a profound insight 
into exactly what world they wish to create for my kids and it makes me want to fight even harder. I laughed, I cried, and I really learned something about the world around me. Please go to whatisawoman.com and watch this documentary, whatisawoman.com, a spectacular work of art by Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire. And even the people in the Joe Biden administration are starting to realize that vaccine mandates and mask mandates and Joe Biden crushing the American economy and this centralized, vertically integrated government in all aspects of life are deeply unpopular and actually antithetical to what it means to be a liberal. Because an actual liberal would say, hey, you have a MAGA hat on. I totally disagree with you. Tell me why you wear a MAGA hat. That's so interesting to me. I couldn't imagine doing that myself. It seems like a terrible thing to do, but I'm very glad that you have the right to do that. That's what liberalism is. Liberalism is, hey, you have a differing opinion from me and that's okay, dude. Yo, you can have a differing opinion. You can live in Amish land in Pennsylvania and I can live in downtown Boston and we don't have to hate each other. That's what a liberal is. What a fascist is, is the Biden administration, which is you're different from me. Well, then we will censor you, ban you. We'll lock you up if you trespassed on January 6th. We'll put you in jail forever. And it doesn't matter if our side does something criminal, whether it be Hunter Biden or Paul Pelosi or whether it be Michael Sussman, we are going to protect them forever because there is no equality under the law. There's simply the power of the state and fascism. So that is where Joe Biden gets These types of leaks from his White House, even his own staff are saying Joe Biden is going insane. Here we go. Let's jump into this piece. Inside a Biden White House adrift from NBC News. Biden is rattled by his sinking approval ratings and is looking to regain voters' confidence that he can provide a sure-handed leadership that he promised during the campaign. Ha ha, ha ha ha, L-O-L. Speculation is churning that Biden could shake up the West Wing staff, although... That's not happening right away. They're saying Ron Klain may be kicked out. Ron Klain, one of the hardened, bleary-eyed communists around Joe Biden, who has sank so much this administration. He is the giant chunk of ice that this boat hit and is going down into the water. Ron Klain truly, I mean, follow what the dude retweets on Twitter. He's truly uh, megalomaniacal. Article based on interviews with more than two dozen current and former staffers. Two dozen, yikes. Holy smoly, these people are leaking like a ship in the Iraqi Navy. Amid a rolling series of calamities, Biden is feeling like he can't catch a break. Biden is frustrated. It's not just one thing, it's all the things, said a person close to the president. Biden's annoyed that he wasn't alerted sooner about the baby shortage formula. Beyond policy, Biden is unhappy about a pattern that has developed inside the West Wing where he makes a statement and they have to rush to clean up the fact that Joe Biden crapped the bed. So Biden is upset that the nurses come rushing in when Joe Biden craps in his own bed. Amber Heard is also sitting there going, hey, what's so wrong with that? What's wrong with crapping in a bed? Maybe Joe Biden should hire Amber Heard after the Johnny Depp trial to come in and be the new press secretary. Lord knows he needs one. Corinne Jean-Pierre, ain't it, bro? 
We're currently in the month of June 2022. June 6th, 1944 was the infamous D-Day landing, something that changed the history of the world. Do you know that not since that landing has the S&P 500 had a worse start to their year? Not since World War II have stocks been hammered so hard in this nation. We were at global war before we had such a plunge in the stock market. Amazon down 37%, Tesla down 40%, and crypto just decimated. Now is the time, ladies and gentlemen, to start thinking about protecting what you own, what you have earned. And my recommendation is to consider precious metals. And the only company to do that with is Birch Gold. They're the only people that I trust. They can help you convert your IRA or 401k into a gold and silver backed IRA and 401k. A precious metal is something that has retained its value for all time. So it doesn't matter if it's world wars or if it's Joe Biden as president, this is a commodity that retains its value. I recommend Birch Gold because my family personally uses them to help diversify our finances, and I could not be happier with the service we received. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered account. Ladies and gentlemen, make your finances Joe Biden-proof. Text Benny to 989898 and go gold. So-called cleanup campaigns, which is what they call them in the White House, uh, has roiled Joe Biden, and he's very upset at them. He told advisors that it undermines him and smothers his authenticity that he thinks is fueling his rise to power. <laughs> okay. Dude, did you see the little circles painted on the ground for people to sit in, for like your six people to sit in? Does Joe Biden like see the fact that nobody wants to come hear him speak. Even when CNN does a town hall in Ohio, we don't, we've posted the clip a million times. The, the theater is empty. I mean, there's like, probably to be fair, like a fifth of the theater is, is, is seated people. And then the rest of it is just an empty ass room. There are more people in line at the local Chick-fil-A at the Tampa airport on a given day than show up to see Joe Biden. Have you ever checked on the Joe Biden YouTube page? It is so pathetic. The Joe Biden YouTube page is sitting there with like six people watching live. Joe Biden does a live event probably like once a day. And there's like six or three people. It has 2 million subscribers. 2 million subscribers for the White House. There's like, there's like two likes and six people watching. Midnight Rider, one of our favorite channels on Telegram, always posts a screenshot of the YouTube page for Joe Biden. And again, there are more people in the Chick-fil-A line at our local airport Chick-fil-A here in Tampa than are watching Joe Biden live. Doesn't matter what it, the event is. It could be on COVID. It could be meeting a national leader. Ain't no one watching. No one's tuning in. And you can't delete those numbers. Biden was furious, according to this report, that remarks were seen as unreliable, his remarks arguing that he speaks genuinely and reminding his staff that he's the one who's president. I'm president. You can hear him saying that. Asked about his staff's practice of clarifying Biden's remarks, the official said, we don't say anything that the president doesn't want us to say. Yeah, right. Joe Biden essentially declared war on Russia, saying that Vladimir Putin cannot remain in power 
last trip to Poland. I think it was a couple weeks ago. And his staff was out in minutes saying that we didn't mean that. Joe Biden didn't mean that. He, and said that it is not U.S. policy to call for regime change. Joe Biden's like, but I'm the president. Biden's frustrations. Whew, here we go. This list is quite long. You ready? Biden has vented to aides about not getting credit for all the good things he's done for America. Hmm. Really great. Really great job. There's an old tweet from Joe Biden where he's like, unlike, I can't believe this has to be said, but unlike Donald Trump, I won't blame anyone. I will take the blame and I will take responsibility. Like Joe Biden, hand him a phone. Let's do a test. Let's hand Joe Biden a phone and say, hey, why don't you tweet something? And see if Joe Biden's ever tweeted in his damn life. He has no clue how to do that. Although there is uh, some interesting reporting out this morning that he knows how to open up links from Hunter Biden. Uh, at, you can go to the Daily Mail and find that out. I won't, uh, I won't illuminate on this show. It is a family-friendly show. This is a uh, NC-17 article. Holy, holy crap. This family was supposed to be restoring the soul of America, and they are sending porn links to each other. Ah, well, go check out the article. What a sick family. Anyhow, uh, the venting of Joe Biden doesn't seem to be working. Unemployment, uh, unemployment rates, even though they have dropped, the polling indicates that Americans believe the economy is in terrible shape. The president also told top aides that he doesn't think enough Democrats go on television to defend him. Oh, really? Okay. That's like saying enough, not enough Democrats go on television and eat hem hemlock, uh, hemlock uh, in, in, in favor of me. Hemlock. You know, Shakespearean, eat the hemlock, right? Be done. Joe Biden is truly uh, like uranium-235. He is a glowing radiation that will strike you down very, very badly if you touch him politically. That's why Stacey Abrams and Beto O'Rourke, two of the two like total extremists, have refused to campaign with Joe Biden. A particular sore spot in the slumping poll numbers is that Biden is mystified that his approval rating has dropped to a level approaching that of his predecessor, Donald Trump. <laughs> he's now lower than Trump and he's really twisted about it, said a person close to the White House. A few weeks ago, Biden started employing a midterm election tactic, calling Republicans Ultra MAGA. But Biden, according to insiders, came up with the term himself. Biden thought using the phrase ultra MAGA, which he and other Democrats have started using in a hope of drawing a clear contrast with Trump's movement, would be a good way to delineate the two parties. But in fact, it's actually animated Trump faithful and merchandisers have found a hot market for ultra MAGA t-shirts. <laughs> Remember this last month when Elon Musk announced that he would be turning Twitter into a free speech company and that speech would be legal on the platform once more? Remember the demon screams from the left as they writhed and ripped their garments because there would be a place where conservatives might speak freely? Well, that's because the left knows that censorship 
and destroying conservative thoughts and ripping conservative websites down from the internet is one of their most powerful tools. It always is for the communists. That's why we host BennyJohnson.com and this show through RightForge. RightForge is the only internet server company that allows for free speech and will protect American virtues like freedom of association and thought. RightForge is the internet server company that protects the American internet and they are building their new internet right now. I totally recommend that you take your company and your products online over to RightForge at RightForge.com. RightForge.com, the real American internet. Joe Biden comes up with ultra MAGA himself. Ooh, baby. Oh, this is too good. Joe Biden's walking around the White House, pudding dripping from his mouth, the corn, uh, like the, the mushed corn he had for lunch all over his mustard stained bathrobe, dandruff falling out of his hair, Botox drooping from his face. And he's just saying, Donald Trump raging about Donald Trump's poll numbers and how Donald Trump has better poll numbers than him. He's now lower than Trump and he's really twisted about it. (laughs) Come on, people. Let's keep those poll numbers exceedingly low. He shares the view that we haven't landed on a winning midterm message, says a person close to the White House. He's putting a lot of pressure on the people to figure out what that is. Well, there's five months between now and the midterms. I think, my friend, if you haven't got a message now, you won't have a message in five months. Trust me, there is nothing to run on. No reprieve ahead. One of Biden's prescriptions for his political troubles at the start of the new year was to travel outside of Washington more. As he's gotten out into the country, he's also gotten an earful from Democrats on what his administration is not doing. People confront him. A lot of Democrat donors who have witnessed such conversations at fundraisers say he's hearing, why can't you get anything done? It's no wonder about three quarters of Americans believe the country is in the wrong track. A recent NBC News poll found a suppression poll. It's probably twice that number. Only a fifth of the time in the last 34 years has so many Americans been dissatisfied with the nation's directions. There's no respite for the midterms. The 2024 presidential election season begins earnest once the races are all called. So no sitting president wants to be challenged for the party's nomination. Biden can't count on a free ride. Whoa, holy schmoly. So Joe Biden is sitting there in this article being cast as the person who the Democrat party will run against. This is a article that is a hedge. This is a hedge, just like in the stock market, they're betting against, against Joe Biden. The point of this article is to savage Joe and to start to say this Titanic is sinking to the bottom of the ocean. And how do you tell if a Titanic is sinking? Because people are jumping over the edges. This article from Politico saying that Biden sees an exodus of black staffers and frustration among those who remain. So Politico is stating that at least 21 black staffers have left the White House since late last year and are planning to leave or are planning to leave soon. Correction there. Some of those who remain say that it's no wonder why. They describe a work environment with little support from their superiors and few chances for a promotion. The departures have led have been so pronounced, according to this political article, according to one current and one former White House official, that black aides have adopted the term Blacks it. 
<laughs> That's good. That's good. Blacksit, a play on words from the Blexit movement where Britain exited the European Union. These are black staffers exiting the Joe Biden administration. And much like the European Union, the Joe Biden administration is a cancerous zit on the face of this country that should be popped. A boil that should be lanced. Kind of gross. What can you say? I'm married to a nurse. I hear a lot about this. The first big exit came in December when Kamala Harris's senior advisor and chief spokesperson, Simone Sanders, said she was leaving. Then a ton of other people left, including his public engagement head, Cedric Richmond. Yikes. The exodus raised concern among outside observers who push for the diversification of government ranks. I've heard about an exodus of black staffers from the White House, Blacksit, and I'm concerned, says Spencer Overton president of the Joint Center for Politics and Economic Studies. The reason for the departures may vary, but the totality of them has not gone unnoticed within the ranks, according to interviews with nine current and former black White House officials. Three black staffers who currently work in the White House were granted anonymity because of the fear of reprisal said the exodus has hurt morale, compounding problems that exist everywhere. They describe the operation in which mentorship is hard to come by and opportunity to move up the ranks of a tight-knit operation are rare. In an interview, Richmond, now senior advisor to the Democratic National Committee, said the White House has given young black staffers more responsibility than other administrations. Okay, got it. Joe's trying to keep trying to keep his job at the DNC. Staffers can see that the salaries, which start at 48 grand for an entry-level White House job, has made it difficult to retain black employees in a city with a high cost of living. That's right, D.C. does pay low and should pay low forever. D.C. shouldn't even be a city that exists. You shouldn't want to live in D.C. Elsewhere, the frustration over how policy priorities are being communicated, a White House official noted that Biden and Harris have helped provide more support for historically black colleges and universities called HBCUs, and use executive authorities to increase police accountability. Got it. Really great. Let me tell you a little something about my neighborhood in Washington, D.C. It was 100% black, with the exception of two white people that lived there. That would be myself and my wife. And those people on that street wanted more police and a lot of them. The reason why is because crime was going insane. It was wildly out of control. And it was killing people on my block. I actually did a man on the street interview, essentially from my front porch, asking my black neighbors if they wanted more or less police. And guess what the response was? They wanted more police every time. A young man had actually just been killed in a horrible shooting in Washington, D.C. This man, uh, his name was Davon McNeil. He was nine years old. He played for the same football league that I coached him. And those people on his block wanted more police. How do I know this? Because I went there and I asked them. Instead of chanting in little parades that are sponsored by corporate America to defund the police, I actually went into these communities and asked. So the stupidity of this administration is on full display as they say, oh, why are, why are all the black people leaving our administration? See, we're defunding the police. See, we're putting pressure, downward centralized authoritarian pressure on police departments to make black neighborhoods less safe. Stupidity. And this is why it's all happening. The reason why it's happening is because there are two Americas. Two Americas. There's one America called the Acela Corridor America. I call it the Acela Corridor. 
you can call it the permanent political elite or establishment. What it is, is people who don't live in reality. They live in this teeny little strip of land between Washington, D.C. and Manhattan, where all the reporters, all the media journalists, all the producers, all the big CNN cameras exist. They pull from the same groups and colleges to come staff them. So it's always these Ivy League or extremist liberal gulags on the East Coast, and they get all their staff there. So it's hive mind. And the problem is that you have this hive mind that thinks Twitter is real, that listens to NPR every day, that reads the New York Times every morning, and they have an echo chamber that is breaking their brains. And they really do think that their opinions are popular. They've never gone to a Walmart to shop. They've never gone to the gas station and pumped their own gas. They don't even drive cars that take gas. They've never bought a gallon of milk. They don't have any clue what the cost of eggs are, and they have no concept of the country outside of this teeny strip, uh, the Acela Corridor, called the for and named after the Acela train, which is an Amtrak train that takes people from New York to D.C. and back and forth. And so what you get is this just permanent aristocracy in America, which should be illegal, and was actually the founding of this country was about removing aristocracy and destroying European aristocracy and getting rid of that and saying that all men are equal and that there are no permanent classes and there are no permanent politics or political offices in this country. But they've created one for themselves. It's why you are seeing real breaking and fracturing of the fabric and culture in this country because you cannot live in a two-tiered system. And we're going to get to Michael Sussman in just one second. We wanted to talk about it, uh, but we want to talk about a second system, a tiered system that exists inside of the Supreme Court. This is how you get the leak of the Roe decision, the draft Roe decision. The reason you get a leak like that, which has never happened before, which we've covered on the show, it's about three weeks ago, they leaked a decision to Politico. And now John Roberts is allegedly hunting down that leak according to the post-millennial, saying that the clerks are alarmed as officials request cell phone records to find SCOTUS leaker. Yikes, that should be good. But the reason you have that leak is because these people do not live in the real world. There are hardened, fascistic, SJW woke staffers on the Supreme Court that come from woke schools, and they think that reality means that if their worldview is threatened then they have every right to do anything and destroy any institution in order to preserve their worldview. Everything is seen as violence from these people. Everything is, everything is seen as a threat to single party rule. Go read Marx, man. Dude, open up a book and read Lenin. Go read about fascism in Germany. The purpose of the modern day Chinese party is single state rule and Everything that is in and against the state must be destroyed. The way that the communist views the world is through universal, centrally organized power that is vertic vertically integrated. Everything answers to the party. The party is God. There is no God on earth or heaven. There is just the party. There is just their power. That is how all communism and all authoritarians structure their brains, and their thinking. And so when a Supreme Court ruling is going to remove power from them, and abortion is seen as a uh, sacrament inside of their church, 
to themselves and their authoritative control over you and the state, when somebody is going to threaten that, they will do anything. It will burn down the institution instead of having their power threatened. And so the Supreme Court leak makes total sense when you understand the nature of the communist. The communist will destroy, attack, or literally burn the Reichstag to the ground. Will burn the buildings to the ground. Will starve the Ukraine. Will kill 60 million of our own people if we're Mao Zedong in China or Joseph Stalin in the Soviet Union. Or if we're Hitler, if we're a fascist, which is a socialism, fascism, communism by another name. The results are the same. State, central planning, and control of everything in your life. Single party rule. Hitler burned the Reichstag. Stalin starved. The Holdemore is what it's called. He starved the Ukrainians. And Mao Zedong in the Great Leap Forward murdered 60 million of his own people. Doesn't matter. Everything in the pursuit of power. And so the Supreme Court leak is seen through the eyes of the hardened communists who worked there for undoubtedly Sotomayor, who leaked this, as righteous and just. Here, ladies and gentlemen, is the latest breaking report about what is happening inside of the Supreme Court as they go on a rampage in order to find the leaker. The Supreme Court is escalating their search to find the person who leaked the draft of Roe v. Wade. That opinion. These law clerks are lawyering up Fox News White House correspondent Kevin Cork updates us with the latest. Kevin. Very interesting story developing here, Jesse. The court's moves being called unprecedented and are perhaps, I think, the most striking development to date in the investigation into who just may have provided Politico with the draft opinion on Roe. Uh, it was actually published all the way back on the 2nd of May. And officials now, Jesse, are escalating the search for the source, even taking steps to require law clerks to provide cell phone records and even to sign affidavits that could also, believe it or not, in this process, uh, not only have them do that, it could actually ask for more information, including possible interviews. Now, these actions, we're told, reflect concerns about confidentiality. And as you pointed out, some clerks are considering legal counsel in the process. Good. I say good. Treat them as criminal defendants. This is obstruction of justice. This leak was intended to harm and to create a terroristic environment for these justices. It was intended to put a bullseye on the backs of the various justices who were signing on in order to strike down Roe. That was the purpose here and to foment and to enrage and to sick the rabid, feral, activists of the left on the justices, and you saw it yourself in front of their homes, in front of the court. You saw it yourself. The protests in front of the homes of justices who have little children. Amy Coney Barrett has teeny kids, and here they are marching in front of her yard. Whew. Don't try it in Florida. Florida just passed a law making that illegal. Don't try it down here. Too bad they have to live in Maryland or Virginia or wherever they live. It is truly the act of an evil person and a hardened communist who doesn't care about the safety or security or the integrity of their office and wishes merely to have political chaos and the destruction of the institution itself, which is what communism is, the destruction of all institutions. The end of history is what Marx called it, meaning that 
everything that happened up to this point doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Supreme Court, the Constitution, the founding of this nation, none of it matters. It's just about power now, today, the present day, 1984. The party is continually rewriting history in order to keep the people subservient and to stop knowledge. So this communist is going to, they'll burn the Supreme Court to the ground if they can. They don't care. It's an institution that predated them and history starts today. The end of history is what Marx called it. And that is why a communist, you can't reason with them. If you say to a communist, hey, look, your ideology has killed more people in the last hundred years than any plague or famine or war. Your ideology, your communism, they'll say it doesn't matter because history doesn't matter. My thoughts and my opinions are what they are. They are hardened communist thoughts and opinions. And the failures of communism up to this date are irrelevant. I'm going to push for communism now because I am a theocrat. I am a member of the religion that is communism, a member of the Black Sabbath diseased temple that wishes for full, centralized, vertically integrated power for the federal government to force you to do whatever I want you to do. And we're not going to stray from that goal regardless of how much data you present to us. And so that is why Justice Roberts is so right here in seeking signed affidavits, which can be used to criminally prosecute, and in seeking the cell phone records of these reporters. Now, I am very good friends with James O'Keefe. I remember when the FBI kicked down his door and confiscated his cell phone because he had reported out Ashley Biden's diary, presumably, I don't actually know if they've even, they even published it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they ever published it, but they were in possession of Joe Biden's daughter's diary as the story goes. And so federal agents kicked in James's door, handcuffed him and confiscated his phones. I look forward dearly and deeply to the moment when they do that to this political reporter. So let us ask uh, the FBI, please, when will you be sending your agents to Politico's headquarters to kick in their door and confiscate their cell phones. We don't think that'll happen anytime soon because we know due to the Sussman trial, thankfully, that the FBI is simply the KGB of the Democrat Party. The FBI is simply the Stasi, the Gestapo of the Democrat Party. Any good that they do in this country and any law enforcement they do in this country is so openly and overtly overshadowed by their political meddling and by their partisan hardened attacks that go only one direction in service of the DNC. They are the DNC's watchdog, guard dog, and bulldog and law enforcement agency. They do not work for the American people and they do not work for the president. They work on behalf of Democrat partisans who tell them where to go and who to attack. And that is what we've learned. The Sussman verdict yesterday was an acquittal of the guiltiest man in American politics. Michael Sussman has demonstrable and empirical evidence presented against him, but it didn't matter because as we said, the Acela Corridor Party, the Uniparty, the Permanent Power Party will always protect its own. If you are a member of the American political class elite, you will not get charged. You have different rules to live by. And so this jury of Hillary Clinton and AOC donors 
including one jury member whose daughter plays on the same sports team as Michael Sussman, including a judge, Chris Cooper, whose wife was an attorney for Lisa Page, one of the discredited FBI lawyers who protected the Russia collusion hoax. Chris Cooper, who knew Michael Sussman from personal circles inside the swamp, admittedly. Chris Cooper, a man who was married by Attorney General Merrick Garland. Chris Cooper, a man who was appointed by Barack Obama. It, 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 it boggles the mind why they didn't ask for a recusal from this judge and why they didn't move this trial. We're not a lawyer, so we don't know. But what we are saying is that the it wasn't just that the deck was stacked against the prosecution of Michael Sussman. It's that the prosecution of Michael Sussman was impossible because in order to uh, accuse Michael Sussman of this crime, they would have to essentially implicate themselves. So you're asking them to try themselves because these people are Russian collusion hoaxers. These people are Hillary Clinton sycophants and donors. These people would have to put on trial and to lock up their own worldview, and that was never going to happen. So what did John Durham do in this instance? Well, he used it as an opportunity to show and demonstrate a couple of very important things. And we wanted to just cap it off. We talked a lot about this trial. We were very hopeful in this trial. We did a long interview with Cash Patel. We've covered this trial, like, truly ad infinitum. And now that it has ended with the presumed and assumed acquittal, and now we know acquittal of Michael Sussman, a man who was guilty as the blackest seventh circle of hell, well, it just goes to show that there are indeed two Americas and that their version of America is an FU. We are the elites. We play by different rules. But John Durham did use this trial to show a few things, and we thought we would talk about them because they are important. This reporting, according to The Federalist, Durham proved the collusion hoax was a Hillary Clinton enterprise. He proved without a shadow of a doubt that Hillary Clinton was the manufacturer the promoter and the disseminator of the Russia collusion hoax. The court required more disclosures from the Clinton campaign, which proved that they were lobbying behind closed doors for the dissemination of this rotted, corrupt material, and that they were indeed utilizing the federal government in order to weaponize their law enforcement agencies against their political opponents. Proven once and for all, the FBI is a rotted tree that must be cut down. The FBI is struck through with political partisans and hacks who are used as a Gestapo agency for the DNC and the media likewise. This was found through disclosures and private communications between Perkins Coie, Fusion GPS, the Clinton campaign, and federal investigators that used to be protected by attorney-client privilege and... John Durham got him. Killing of the Alpha Bank hoax for good. Well, this trial proved once and for all that the Alpha Bank's hoax is a lie manufactured wholesale and out of whole cloth by the Clinton campaign and by federal agents who brought it to the next level, even though the experts inside the FBI said that you'd have to be mentally ill. That's what they testified, mentally ill to believe this stuff. Exposing the deep state intelligence corruption. This is what I think is probably the largest and most damning revelation from this trial. The scandal industrial complex of Democrats, the scandal industrial complex 
what we call on this program, the wrap up smear was laid bare for all to see, create a hoax, launder that hoax through the media or federal law enforcement, then claim, well, it's been reported or it's being investigated. And now I can attack my opponent for the hoax that I created. And then hope beyond hope that maybe federal law enforcement finds something. Maybe they put someone in jail. Maybe they find someone, somebody wrote the wrong digit or the wrong zero, or Mike Flynn lied to the FBI, lied to the FBI, or Paul Manafort accepted a gift or something. And then you can go after your political opponents, the Stasi, truly exposing the scandal industrial complex of the Democrat party was incredibly valuable. So even though the jury has acquitted Sussman, the prosecution proves that the guiltiest party in all of this is the corporate press. The Hillary Clinton campaign begged and pleaded with the corporate press to run this fake debunked story. And the corporate press ultimately did their bidding. They begged and pleaded with federal agencies to open investigations into these hoaxes. And the federal agencies did against the wishes of their superiors and against the wishes of those in the know, the federal investigations and went forward. And the reason why we know that they shouldn't have is because on the stand are witnesses from John Durham, FBI professionals who said, this stuff is garbage. This is trash. This isn't real. And we shouldn't go forward with this. We know that these are hoaxes, but hardened communist actors like Peter Strzok and Andrew McCabe and Lisa Page who again was represented by this judge's wife in her proceedings against the FBI, insane. Just the rat's nest, the rat's nest of this sick witch's kitchen of co-conspirators was exposed. And so while Michael Sussman is not in handcuffs and in prison, and while John Durham is moving on to Dranchenko in Virginia, we'll see how that goes, the truth was exposed. And I think it's not going to be in our lifetime that we're able to see Hillary Clinton run for office again. I think it's not going to be in my lifetime that we're going to be able to see this type of dirty campaigning used again. It is forever put into the grave as it has proven to be a deeply libelous and scary campaign tactic that could wind a lot of people up in jail. You already do have one guilty plea from an FBI lawyer. You have multiple FBI agents who have been fired or who have been charged. And you have, of course, the disgraced Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, James Comey, who had all of their careers turned inside out and ripped their hearts out from inside the FBI. Trust me, these people wish they were still at the Bureau. But as the swamp goes and the Acela Corridor goes, they probably still are in spirit These people never leave. And that's why we propose something in conclusion here. The breaking up of Washington, D.C. Let's take an axe to the root of the tree and let's rip the cancerous appendage that has plagued our body politics up. Let's do it. Let's remove entire federal bureaucracies from existence, meaning we get a president in office that can, what has been done by the pen can be undone by the pen. Stroke of the pen, you can eliminate the FBI. The FBI was an executive order. Did you know this? And so any president could just eliminate that. Send the FBI and federal agents, because there are things that have to be managed from a federal standpoint, send them to regional governorships. Let them be state level. 
Let this be federal. It's called federal government. The Federalist Papers would say that these law enforcement agents should act on a localized level. Let it not be centrally planned and operated out of D.C. That's trash. You don't want it. It leads to the corruption that you see today. The problem is that there are too many people in one nucleus with too many bad ideas. And then the bad ideas begin to, like gremlins, they begin to just pop new ones out, right? They get put some water on them and there's a ton more gremlins. This is what happens in Washington, D.C. I've seen it myself and it's both parties are guilty of it. You must break up Washington, D.C. The federal agencies that still exist, like Department of Education, that should go anyway. And so should HUD. And so should the Department of Energy. But if the federal, like if the Department of the Interior still exists, well then move it to Montana. Or move it to Texas. Move it to some place where people actually care about their surroundings. Don't put it into one of the most traffic-choked and disgusting and trash-filled, rat-filled cities in America. Take the agencies and relocate them, the ones that still exist. Put them among the people and staff them with regular Americans. You'll get a totally different government. And then I am perfectly in favor of making Congress work from home. I think Congress people should be back in D.C. maybe two weeks out of the year like it used to be, and the rest of the time they should spend in their home states. That's what should happen. That, that culture shift alone, so then Congress would be staffed by people who don't live in Washington, D.C. They'd be staffed by Floridians or Ohioans or Californians, or people from their home state. That's where a member of Congress should be spending the majority of their time in their home state. Those two changes alone would fix out so many issues in our nation. And so that's what we're pushing for. That's what we're pushing for. The corruption and the irritation and the anger and the rage that you feel at this two-tiered system is because we created a two-tiered system and it's gotten out of hand. And so it's time for Washington, D.C., the heyday of Washington, D.C., to go back to the way Washington, D.C. was intended by our founders, which is a seat of government that is rarely occupied. A city in a marshy swamp that nobody really wants to spend any time in anyway because it's such garbage. That's the way Washington, D.C. should be, and the power should go back to the states. Just my opinion. Let me know if you agree in the comments. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been The Benny Show. Thank you for watching.